We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki, and you listen to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Let me step back for a minute, tired of the gimmicks, see we just focused on winning. Ball in the airline center, we bout to get litty. Luca carrying a torch, Borden jumped up off the porch. How you reckon with his force? Third season in the game, and he a legend by his fourth. Look, after dirt, now the king of Dallas. Airline serving as the palace. Young team, and it's full of talent. One revenge, we accept the challenge. Luca carrying a legacy. What it take to be an MVP? Being great, no, it cost a fee. No, it really Really ain't that hard to see. Hold on, wait. Silence the critics, cause they never did it. Pass out Jordan, I woke up the city. Map shoot hot like we straight out the chimney. Go back to Batman, I'm calling them Drizzy. Both triple doubles, I'm waiting on 50. Step back smoother, you know it's so filthy. If I get down on my team, gonna lift me. Rep the map, step back. Overcame the setbacks. Starting where we left that. No, we gotta get back. No, we gotta get back. Rep the map, step back. Overcame the setbacks. Starting where we left that. No, we gotta get back. Like, no, we gotta get back. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. How's it going, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Mavs step, step Back, back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. Tonight, uh, and it's the night before the Mavs take on the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta, I have a special guest. It's Brad Rowland. Uh, you can find his work at Peachtree Hoops, where he writes about the Hawks, and he's also the host of Locked On Hawks. So, Brad, how you doing tonight, man? I'm hanging in there. Thanks for having me, and uh, always <laughs> always happy to talk about some basketball. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, the Mavs and Hawks, they've uh, they've both had their fair share of struggles uh, early on this season. On the Mavs side, it's been more it's been more COVID related than anything else. And then on the Hawks side, it's been like actual injuries. So uh, there's been struggles there from both sides. The Hawks, they're they tend to be handling it uh, 
a little bit better than what the Mavs have early on this season. They're 10 and 10. They're currently sixth in the Eastern Conference standings where the Mavs, uh, they're kind of nosediving here lately. They've, they've lost six consecutive games. They've lost nine of 11, uh, and they're 13th out west. So, uh, But, you know, the last game the Mavs played, Brad, it was their first game uh, where they didn't have anybody listed on the injury report. Uh, so it's going to take a little bit of time for that team to gel. But uh, how have the Hawks been able to manage, you know, some of these key injuries like to Chris Dunn, Obviously, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, I mean, they, they seem to have handled it pretty well. But other than Trey Young, I mean, who, who's been the biggest, you know, factor in this uh, this run for the Hawks? I think, you know, they've had some struggles, as you reference, with guys being unavailable. And I think if you go through what they did in the offseason, essentially all of their additions from the offseason specifically haven't done a whole lot this year between injury and ineffectiveness. Um, but they kind of had sort of a pseudo offseason addition with Clint Capella, who they traded for back in February, but he was right. injured. Um, he never played last year, uh, so he's basically a new addition, and he has been uh, the biggest difference in the team. Obviously, Trey Young is really good. John Collins is playing very well, but Clint Capella is the one difference in terms of a guy they brought in to really bolster the defense, especially, and his rebounding has been huge for them. So he's a, he's a huge part of it. And the other thing I would point out, is DeAndre Hunter, who's not playing, actually, unfortunately, on Wednesday. Um, he's been awesome this season, sort of a breakout candidate in year two for him. So he's been a big part of their success, although, again, he's not playing on Wednesday. So it's more, you know, I would point to Capella in, in addition to just kind of supporting guys like Young and Collins. Right. Yeah, I was, I was looking through, you know, just the Hawks roster a while ago before we got on here and going through the uh, the yearly uh, – the season averages for guys. And I looked at Clint Capella, <laughs> he's averaging 14 points, 14 rebounds a game. And Brad, I don't know how often you keep up, you know, with what the Mavs are doing and who they're playing on a nightly basis. But it seems like if you're a big man, that's fairly talented in this league. If you see Dallas on the schedule, you're like salivating <laughs> because they just don't have, <laughs> they just uh, right. And look, it might change after uh, Porzingis, you know, uh, gets back into his groove and everything. And, you know, we just got Maxi Kleba back the other night. So he's got to work his way back into shape too. But uh, lately, you know, there's just been no resistance at the rim. And it seems like all of the Mavs opponents are getting, three or four chances on, you know, a handful of possessions throughout a game. And it's just killing the Mavs with second chance points. So when I saw that with Capella, I was just like, oh my gosh, it's going to be one of those nights again. <laughs> so I, I, I could totally see that. And, you know, Capella has been a monster on the offensive glass by himself. I think he's second in the league in offensive rebounding. And Collins is also quite good at that. So the Hawks, I think right now are like top five or six in the league an offensive rebound rate. So if that scares you, uh, it probably should because they're going to be pretty good on yeah. the offensive class in this game. <laughs> yeah, that's been one of the that's been one of the Mavs Achilles heels so far uh, early on this season with these with these struggles. But uh, I did see where you pointed out on your timeline the other way. And by the by the way, guys, you can find uh, Brad at BT Rolling on Twitter. But I did see where you posted earlier today about this is actually going to be the first time where Luca and Trey have played in the same game. It's been over two years since this has happened. And, you know, every time the Mavs and Hawks get together, they're all, that's always the major headline, Luca versus Trey. That comes with the territory of having two 
top five picks that got traded for each other <laughs> in the in the same draft. But uh, what are you looking for in this game? Because it's been a long time since we've seen the actual matchup. There's so much debate about Luca versus Trey on Mavs Twitter and Hawks Twitter and you know national media in general. So I mean, what are you looking forward to just for that specific matchup tomorrow night? Yeah, like you said, I was kind of surprised when I found that uh, just because, you know, they didn't play at all last year because Luka missed both games. Um, and then in the rookie season, they played twice in the first like month and a half. So it has been a long, long time that there was the uh, rising stars matchup where they were on the court together, for instance, like they've had some moments, but not actually in a competitive environment. So pretty interesting on that front. You know, Trey's been playing very well recently. Uh, the last eight games, I think he's averaging 32 and 10 and his efficiency is way up. He struggled a little bit. After he had a pretty decent start and they sort of had a, a crater in the middle there, some of his worst performances of, of his career, honestly, um, at least from a numbers perspective. But he's kind of got it back now and he's functioning at a high level. Obviously, those guys are not going to guard each other a whole lot, which makes it interesting, of course. Like it's it's a head-to-head matchup and that they're both the offensive engines for their teams, but they're not going to, you know, actually go one-on-one all that often, I would imagine, in this game. But, you know, they're both, you know, huge talents who are surrounded by interesting casts. Trey now has some support for the first time, really, in his entire career, has a real infrastructure around him. And the numbers are pretty good as a result of that. But, I mean, Matt Faith may not know this, but the Hawks are – and this has been the, this has been the case the entire time really since Trey's gotten uh, to Atlanta, but this season the Hawks are about 14 points per, per hundred possessions better with Trey on the court, and he just kind of drives their offense in a way that nobody else can drive their offense. So you'll probably see right. that 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 stark contrast when Trey's on the court versus when he's off the court and the way the Hawks approach their offense. And I would just I would look out for that. But obviously the headliner, as you mentioned, and I try to avoid some of the toxic conversation around those guys. You know, I, I, I would say for, for, for about the last year plus, I kind of just tap out and don't talk about it because it's not worth it. And your mentions become untenable and they're both really good. I mean, that's the thing. I know that most people seem to have Luca higher and I get, I get that, but um, they're, they're, they're both really good. And I think both teams are happy. So it's like, can't we all just get along kind of thing? Like there's no reason yeah. it has to be this toxic anymore in my opinion, although it's just never going to stop. And I, I understand that because like you said, two guys the same age traded for each other it's never going to end but I, I wish that there was a little bit more uh positivity because both guys are actually pretty good yeah yeah and I mean that that's one reason I was glad you know you agreed to come on and talk about this because I just feel like from both sides you know Mavs Twitter Hawks Twitter you know I, like you said you see some things where you're just kind of like eh, I'm not going to get into that but I felt like you know at least from our side, there needs to be a little bit more positivity about it. And I thought this would be a good way to have some rational conversation about those two. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I, you know, I, I, I won't go through the, through the entire thing now, but I, I grew up a Hawks fan. I'm kind of not necessarily a pure fan anymore. I've, I've just covered them for so long and been in the locker room and done all that stuff where I'm kind of a little bit more impartial at this point in time. So I don't, I don't have the same fan instincts that I used to have, but Every once in a while, it comes back, and you you just kind of see the two sides going at each other. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Like crazy all the time. And there is some good fun to it. And I think there is some respect. Uh, there should be. And those guys seem to get, actually get along pretty well, uh, at least for, and with and what they say out loud. So that's encouraging. And uh, I hope that it's a pretty fun atmosphere. Uh, obviously, the lack of fans um, always, well, the Hawks will have some fans in the building, but it won't be quite uh, the rocket atmosphere. But those guys seem to have, uh, I'm sure they'll both be up for the game as well. Just even if they don't admit it, they'll both be ready to play. Yeah. Hopefully, courtside Karen doesn't make another appearance. So, Ooh, yeah, that was busy. <laughs> it was Monday was an interesting one for the Hawks. Yeah. Hope that doesn't happen again. <laughs> the economy is made up of real people doing real stuff. And it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. But, you know, it's kind of the same thing with Luka. You know, you mentioned how much better the Hawks are when Trey is on the court versus off of it, and... You know, we just saw that last night when the Mavs uh, lost to the Suns for the second straight game. And, you know, they were up by five heading into the fourth quarter. Luca, he sit, he typically sits for the first uh, five to six minutes of the fourth, which in my opinion is a little bit too long. But anyway, you know, they, they were up by five. And then by the time that Rick Carlisle actually subbed Luca back in, they were in a five-point hole and, you know, they couldn't dig their way out of it. Well, they could, but, you know, Devin Booker, <laughs> he ended their hopes at the at the buzzer close to it. But uh, the thing, the difference, though, especially this season, and I want to get your thoughts on how, you know, uh, Hawks management appro- approached this past offseason because they had a ton of money to spend. They weren't shy with it. They went out there. uh and they paid guys, you know, they, 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 like I said, they weren't shy. They paid guys. They got Trey a lot of help. You know, it's something that, you know, from a Mavs perspective, the off season before last, the Mavs were in a similar situation. You know, they had a bunch of money to spend, but they didn't go out there. They weren't aggressive with it. They ended up waiting nearly a full week just to be Danny Green's third choice. <laughs> <laughs> so it, yeah. it, it didn't work out for them. And I, I wish they had taken, you know, the Atlanta front offices approach that they did this past off season, because it seems to have really helped Trey out. You know, the proof is in the record right now, despite all the troubles, you know, the Hawks are still playing 500 basketball and they're right in the thick of things in the, the Eastern conference playoff race. So how much credit do you give to that Hawks management? It's interesting because, 
I think I alluded to it earlier for a second, but really the money they spent this offseason has not really helped them so far, which is kind of crazy. It's going to, it's going to help them yeah. long term. True. But they they signed Bogdanovich, they signed Gallinari, they signed Rajon Rondo, who has played more than the other guys, and and they and they signed Chris Dunn. Those are their four big signings, and basically those guys have played very little um, this season. And when they have played, they they have not been fantastic. Like, like Gallinari's been limited; he's still a good player, but he's been limited in terms of minutes. Bogdanovich was struggling a little bit by his standards before he got injured. So it is interesting to kind of go through all of that. I think Capella is a huge domino that they went out and got. But it's funny you reference this because last season, similar for the Hawks. Now, granted, the Hawks were a little bit further uh, behind in their where their current roster was, but the Hawks did basically nothing and almost actively got worse before last <laughs> season. Like the supporting cast was so comically terrible last season, and you know you can sort of litigate as to whether it was on purpose or they wanted to go young and they had these young guys to play, but they really had. It almost had to be the worst supporting cast in the league last season, especially right. at center where they had nothing at center and nothing at backup power forward and all this stuff. So they kind of overcorrected this time and they really went all, not all in, but they spent a lot of money on a lot of guys who were solid, but no bargains in that bin. You know, all, all four of the guys that, that they signed and for agency, I guess maybe Chris Dunn was sort of a bargain. But Bodanovich was, they paid full price for that. Obviously, Gallinari, they paid a lot of money for. Rondo, they probably overpaid. So, I can see it both ways. They made the roster better, and that was definitely their goal. But they also kind of, uh, you know, almost overcompensated for what they hadn't done in, in the previous year. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I I keep telling everybody I've been I've been so patient. You know, I, I've tried not to take a, a real hard stance with how, you know, the Mavericks approach free agency, given how well they've done with some of these other moves. You know, getting Luca making the trade for KP, who is good when he can stay healthy. Uh, but, you know, they have a ton of money coming up this next <laughs> – this upcoming offseason too. And uh, the way it's looking now, if things don't turn around, you know, it's going to be very upsetting if they don't do some major spending and get Lucas some help. But that's going to lead me to my next point, Brad. And like I said, the Mavs have a ton of money to spend. And a guy that is on the Atlanta Hawks right now who I think would be an excellent – addition to the Mavs front court with KP is John Collins. Now he's a restricted free agent. So obviously the Hawks could match any offer that, you know, he, he signs an offer sheet with he's averaging 17 points a game, eight rebounds a game. He's shooting 40% from three this year, which kind of surprised me. Uh, it's better. I mean, I knew he was good. I didn't, I didn't think he was that good until I saw it, but I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on John Collins? How available will he be this offseason? Because, uh, I mean, there there was a little bit of turmoil there earlier in the season, wasn't there? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I think the uh, the reporting on the turmoil in, sort of on the roster with, with Trey and John was overblown by all accounts. But this is the guy who they could have given an extension to. They offered him some money. I think it was about $90 million has been reported that he turned down. He wants a lot of money. That's, that's for sure. And I, I can see why he was been very, he was very good last season. He's a very good this season as well. Uh, defensively, he's much better than he used to be, you know, coming into the league and early on, he was a pretty bad defensive player. And I think he still has that reputation around the league. And I think it's not true anymore. I think he's a pretty good defensive player, honestly, all things concerned. Right. And then you throw in the efficient offense, the shooting, the finishing. He's just a really good, complete, you know, combo big at this point. He's 23 years old. So I think the Hawks should 
um, match anything reasonable. Now, the big the big question in Atlanta, as you might expect, is what happens if he gets a max offer? And that's kind of the the question is like, do the Hawks want to max John Collins? And I honestly don't know the answer to that. You know, the max for him is not a crazy max. It's not like a, like a, like a James Harden max. Like there's no right. all, there's no all, all NBA criteria. Like it's it's not that expensive, but it's a lot of money for him if he gets the max elsewhere. And honestly, if you're the Hawks, you kind of have to decide not, not 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 now, but before the deadline almost. Because if you go into the offseason and you don't want to give him the max and you don't want to match the max, you kind of I'm not sure I'm not sure you have to trade him, but you got to think about it. So yeah. it's this weird dichotomy where he's really good and everybody knows it, but I'm not entirely sure if they want to give him max money. And he might get it because Dallas is not the only team that will be looking at John Collins. There's there's a lot of money available, and with Giannis now resigned and all that stuff, like Collins is not the best guy on the market, but he's one of the best guys on the market, especially when you factor in age and all that. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, look, he. I've said this, you know, on, on Twitter and previous podcasts before, but John Collins is what the Mavs desperately hoped Dwight Powell would develop into. <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, he, honestly, he's a great. I mean, anecdotally, not to cut you off, but like, I think Collins is a great fit with Porzingis in theory, um, because Porzingis is obviously more of a pick and pie, not not, not like a post up big. Collins is a great pick and roll threat, like great like lob catcher finisher, yes. and they would complement each other defensively as well. Like, I think if you drew up a center to pair with Collins. It may not be exactly Porzingis, but it'd be kind of close. Like that pick and pop guy who could spread, who could spread the floor, and Collins can shoot now right. too, which definitely helps. But those guys fit well together on paper for sure. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting, interesting to see how it turns out. Because, like you said, I mean, if they know they don't want to pay him a max contract uh, going into the off season, they can, you know, they can better control what they get back for him now than if they just decide not to match or if you know whoever. John Collins decides to sign a offer sheet with if there is a sign and trade scenario, you know, they don't have much control over that if they let it get to the off season. So it'll be interesting to see how it turns out. And look, Brad, I'm not going to keep you any longer. I really appreciate you joining me. And I think we're going to have some fun tomorrow night. It should be a fun game between the Mavs and Hawks. And uh, I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem at all. It's one of those, uh, toss-up games uh, i've looked at the the point spread in advance of the game it's it's pretty close so it should be a sort of a 50 50 game i know i know dallas badly needs a win right now given that they've so lost like six in a row <laughs> at this point in time so the hawks will be looking for a win as well at home and uh yeah it should be pretty should be i would say pretty entertaining and hopefully uh nothing crazy like you like we saw on monday at state farm arena so there you go we appreciate it brad and look guys that's going to do it for another episode of the Mav step back podcast We're looking forward to a really fun game tomorrow night, and uh, be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Go to our YouTube channel, the Mavs Step Back Podcast YouTube channel, and check that out, too. We just uh, published our official rebrand video that, you know, I think is pretty cool. Uh, We got our guy 6-6-Drew, who came up with the new intro. You'll be able to find that there anytime you want to listen to it now. Uh, and for our first thousand subscribers on the YouTube channel, uh, they will be automatically entered for a chance to win two tickets of the Mavs home game of their choice uh, once we do hit that 1,000 subscriber threshold. So be sure to do that. We're at about 700 right now, so there's about 300 more spots left for that uh, when the Mavs do 
eventually let fans back into games. So, guys, we appreciate you coming in and listening every single week. We hope you have a great rest of the week and hope you enjoy the Mavs Hawks tomorrow. And uh, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled uh, Mavs Step Back podcast program uh, with my co-host Matt Galatson on Thursday. So, we'll see you guys next time. Let me step back for a minute. 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 Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.